Welcome back to A Journey with Dante podcast and reflections on Dante's life, work, and the divine comedy. My name is Richard, and I will be your host today. And in this episode, we're going to talk about this moment in Paradiso, in the paradise, where we change, we go from the fixed stars, from the material cosmos, and into the first mover. And it's one of the most astonishing parts how Dante, in just seven tercets, like 21 verses, is is doing so deep things in just uh, gathering everything we've been through together kind of into a little point and then just inverting it and describing how we're now in a center of the nature of the universe instead of just being in the center of the universe is the earth but the center of the nature of the universe which is then motion as he describes it is then kind of uh, <laughs> that's where you find yourself when you get into the Primo Mobile and then we're going to read through a few of these tercets um, and then see how he how he does this it's just an in, like an incredible shift from all the theology in the fixed stars and the love and the hope and the faith and Adam and then suddenly we're just into physics and metaphysics and and very basic philosophy with connections to Aristotle and the first mover kind of that which starts the whole chain reaction of of the cosmos and the way he describes it is first that he's being thrust into the heavens swiftest sphere so the this is the ninth sphere and it's the one that is moving the, the fastest and he says here the parts of this, the quickest, highest heaven, are also equal that I cannot tell where Beatrice chose for me to stay. In just those three lines, he is collapsing the whole narrative into just being a point. Because this is the biggest sphere. He goes to the highest heaven because the tenth sphere or the tenth heaven or the Empyrean is sometimes just called the Empyrean. And not the tenth one. So in some senses you have nine spheres plus the Empyrean. But he says that all the parts are so equal he can't tell where he is. So it's it's the biggest one, but it's also just one thing. And then he says, the nature of the universe, which stills its center while it makes all else revolve, moves from this heaven. As from its starting point. So here Beatrice is explaining that that the again suddenly shifting from talking about the universe to the nature, like it's a it's a conceptual shift. We're not talking about the material universe anymore. We're talking conceptually, kind of spiritually, immaterially about the what it is that is not existence, but like material existence. And then that this is something that is then stilled. So, uh, and then it revolves around this. And then no other where than in the mind of the divine contains this heaven, because in that mind burns the love that turns it and the power it reigns. So is it then again like Dante is collapsing the whole material universe into kind of the nature of the universe, which is this little point of... of um, of center of all the movement that is around it, that everything uh, uh, evolves around. 
And then that point is then embedded into or in the divine, in, in the divine mind and that which is kind of around it. So it's a, it's a mind bender that is just incredible how, how you first, you, you, you switch way of thinking to, to saying that now we're in, uh, in a different center, which is contained within kind of the eternity of the divine. By circling light and love, it is contained as it contains the rest. And only he who bound them comprehends how they are bound. So in this sense, you could, at this point, you could almost think of it as like the nine spheres as this kind of giant ball with nine layers. And then all of this is contained in the, the divine mind of, of light and love. But you could also think of it now as just like this little centered point, which is the center, which is then the middle of the divine. It takes its motion from no other sphere, and all the others measure theirs by this, as ten is product of the two and five. So this is certainly just a very calm tercet, just some simple math, in some ways to describe just the, the simple mechanics of how this works. And it's also, it's going to be later how kind of the, the divine ray kind of comes down from the source of the light and touches this enormous sphere of the first mover, which then sets it into motion. And then that movement, that energy is being gradually kind of, it, it seeps down or it, it kind of is transferred down into the other layers. And the last tercet, how time can hide its roots in this sphere's vase and show its leaves stemming through all the rest should now be clear to your intelligence. So then it's suddenly kind of explicit that the motion is what creates time. This is also Aristotelian that time is a measure stick or a measure unit of change in itself or change and motion. So um, then that's that. That's the whole part <laughs> for just now we're suddenly in a concept of motion. It has no, no, uh, it, it both has an enormous kind of spatial presence in, in the book and in, in the poem, but it's also just a, a point of a concept. So um, that's, it's kind of also this enormous withdrawal from, from these huge theological uh, issues and all the journey to suddenly having this collapse again so um it, it's just when you reach this point in reading it's a it's a it's an astonishing kind of change of experience of the poem and then soon afterwards it's gonna kind of explode outwards again <laughs> with eternity in like and and just light and love and everything so uh, we just wanted to make one episode about this specifically at, at how it's, it's something very, very unusual that Dante is doing here in these seven tercets, uh, just as a transition and kind of going out of the material cosmos and then at the threshold into the divine and that you have this collapse. You, you meditate on the little point of time, change, motion in itself, and then you're going to move. It's also some, like you're shifting your, your whole, like your apprehension of thinking in itself in a way. So... Uh, 
it's uh, it's almost magical <laughs> what he's doing here. Okay, so that's all we wanted to say for this one, and just to to kind of update the whole where we are in in the reading. So this is the fourth time we're going through through the Paradise Paradiso, and it's uh, it's just it's it gives more and more every time you, like you read it. So that's uh, an interesting experience in itself. Okay, so with that, uh, we're now just going to have more episodes on the Primo Mobile. just like two more chapters on that. And then we have four chapters on the Empyrean. So uh, hope you're still having a great day and uh, uh, hope you're enjoying. We, we're kind of experimenting with the name a little bit. So for now, we're calling it then Renaissance and the Comedy or Renaissance and, and Dante's Comedy. And just to have a little bit more more context around just not talking kind of inside of the comedy but also a little bit how this spreads out into the renaissance and how it also can be a part of your day of, of your kind of your way of thinking now and and all the nutrition and kind of the inspiration and uh, an and opening of the joy of the world that can come through through going into the comedy so um with that, we're going to wrap it up here. Hope some of this was interesting, some food for thought, and see you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to A Journey with Dante. If you enjoyed some of this, you can listen to the other episodes or also go to our YouTube channel, which is called A Journey with Dante. And you can also support us and get extra materials at patreon.com slash ancientworld. Thank you so much for listening and see you again in another episode.